Welcome to the Denver Deep Dive Podcast. We are your hosts, Charlie Cummings and Lorenzo Gonzalez. Thanks for joining us. Our focus is on bringing awareness to the expert knowledge, passion, and personalities that have been and continue to be part of Denver's vibrant growth. We'll be exploring commercial real estate, cryptocurrency, cannabis, food and beverage, and health and wellness, along with the experts operating enthusiastically in each space. Every episode will showcase the individuals impacting these arenas, what they see as industry participants, and what new insights you can take away for yourself and your current ventures. We know we aren't the only shamelessly curious people out there, so if you love learning for its own sake, you're in the right place. Follow us on social media, wherever you consume your podcast. Today's guest is Barney Villa, sales and business professional with quite an interesting background. Barney has extensive experience as a fitness business owner with deep domain expertise in movement therapy, kettlebell strength and conditioning, real estate, and sales and marketing. As a quintessential relationship builder and problem solver, Barney has carried his desire to help people optimize their lives and move closer towards their goals from fitness into real estate. He's a dot connector, helping people see similarities between things that are seemingly unrelated. Barney, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, my first question is... Fitness and real estate are seemingly unrelated industries. Walk us through how they're related to you and how you kind of made the transition and how you kind of made sense of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, really from the fitness perspective, you know, I do I do have the exercise science degree, but really it's an extensive background in, uh, in business knowledge. So with that, it kind of carries over into the systems that I use, not only for like functional movement and bringing someone through exercise from A to Z, like if you have an injury with the movement therapy, you know, bringing them to full fruition back in the exercise. It's kind of the same thing with real estate for me, because I ultimately saw, you know, a gap in the market where these realtors weren't really working for their clients. Mm -hmm. It was almost like they were working against them. So I really wanted to, you know, come in the game and really help people see the bigger picture. And ultimately it's customer service. You know, I really yes. like the idea of, you know, helping someone fulfill their dreams you know well and, and the thing that sticks out to me too is is investing in your health or paying for training sessions over a long period of time or buying a home they're both very emotional money decisions mm -hmm. absolutely and people get very very particular very emotional and, and and in some ways all of their personality comes out when they're trying to navigate these kinds of things so that that makes a ton of sense right right and you know in the fitness industry you know personal trainers are a dime a dozen and you got to find <laughs> one you know that really works for you and with you you know yes. if, if you don't like your your personal trainer get another one you know but we, there's tons of options out there and that's the same thing with realtors too and it's something that you want to find one that you vibe with so they can yes. really like understand what we're going out there to look for yes well and one thing i'll say real quick because charlie and i talked about this a lot training and, and and real estate have a lot of similarities in that if you wake up and have a thousand dollars and say that you want to get into fitness or real estate, you mm -hmm. can go get certified. You can go get your license. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's amazing because a lot of people can get into it. But the downside is that you have a lot of folks who, after they get their initial certification or their license, don't spend as much time on continuing education. Right, right. So on the upside, you have a lot of examples of bad behavior if you're a professional in the space and you know what not to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're a consumer, you've got to be very, very particular to your point about finding someone that you vibe with. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, I like that. Mm -hmm. And Barney, would you say discipline is a big one, right? I mean, you know, real estate, you can wake up and if you don't have an approach to how you're going to do business, you're mm -hmm. not going to make any money. Absolutely. You know, it's easy to get in, but to, to follow up with the prospecting, the lead gen, 
just like fitness mm-hmm. is the same thing. It requires such a high degree and it falls on you. Right. You absolutely. Know? You know, and, and for me, I love it because it's, it's a relationship game. And not only yeah. do I have the opportunity, you know, to help a lot of my clients at the gym out, you know, with their fitness needs, but we can also talk about real estate too, because we have that connection, mm-hmm. you know, and we have that understanding that I'm here to work for you. And I'm not just trying to, you know, I'm not here for the commission. You know, it's like, I love, I love building those relationships and creating those, you know, um, like lifetime relationships. I yeah. love that. Well, mm-hmm. and that's, that's, that's a really, really good segue because the next thing I'm curious about, uh, particularly for real estate and for fitness, what seemingly common sense things do you see people messing up in your industry in, in both industries? Uh, straight up. The first one that comes to mind <laughs> is, is, uh, realtors and trainers not listening to their clients. I mean, it's the same thing in both industries. You know, when you when you walk into a fitness room, you know, the hardest thing for you to just walk through that door. And if you walk yes. in and you give that trainer a list of your goals and wants and needs, and then he immediately puts you on his training cycle, it's like, no, did you even listen to what the client said? You know, and then it's the same thing in real estate too. It's like, you know, if you start talking about investment properties to a first time home buyer, it's like, well, we just went way, way over their head. And, and it's like, you, you need to start really breaking it down for them so that like re- us as realtors can control the process so that the clients can control all the decisions so they can feel confident that they've made the right decision. Well, and I like to make fun of the health and wellness industry and trainers because it's, 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 it's a very funny <laughs> demographic, but all jokes aside, it's it's worth considering and respecting how much trust people are placing in you. Oh, because it, it might be the scariest thing a person has ever done to like look at a new house or to walk into the gym and to mm-hmm. not try on where they're probably at is doing them a big disservice. So Absolutely. I, I think that's really really cool. Mm-hmm. So I mean, given that, I mean, because again, you're 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 you've got a, a foot in two very people heavy industries. What insights do you feel like you've already started to kind of glean for yourself or that you have gleaned from your past experience that are specific to you? That are specific to me? Well, you know, it's something that, you know, it's, it's kind of back to that process. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a realtor with the process. I'm a personal trainer with the process. You know, I know how to bring you from A to Z and make sure we stay on track because a lot of times, you know, my clients are looking for guidance, mm-hmm. you know, especially in, in both industries. You know, we'll start with fitness. In, in fitness, you know, anybody can read the same books I did. You know, it's an understanding of yes. whether we're talking about tools, whether we're talking about systems, you know, but really the biggest thing I do in fitness is accountability. You know, like they come in and they, yeah, they know how to swing a kettlebell. I guess they know how to squat, but are they going to do it at home on their own? Probably not. Right. You know, I get a lot of clients who are like, oh, give me some homework over vacation and, and I'll give them homework, but do they do it? Probably not. You know, and, and it's something that, you know, when they come in and see me, you know, they don't have a choice. <laughs> I make sure we get this done, you know, in, in a manner that's in accordance with their goals. And I feel like that's the same thing in fitness too. I mean, sorry, the same thing in real estate as well. When you come in, you know, with that process, it helps the client feel much more confident and secure in the decisions that they're about to make because it could be the biggest purchase of their life. You know, it could be their dream home, could be their first home, could be their upgrade, could be their downgrade, you know, maybe they're empty nesters. And they want to know that they're not only talking to an expert, but someone who has the confidence to make sure we get from A to Z and don't skip any steps. Right. Well, I, so I'm, I'm already loving the fact that you're really kind of harping on systems and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, for yourself, what what is the importance that you found in implementing a system? Because I can tell you that I've seen a lot of people that are very intelligent mm-hmm. that struggle because they can't systematize things. So like, what was it that happened that led you to figure out the importance of having strong systems? Well, ultimately, you know, I've done this fitness thing for over a decade now. And, you know, we're here in Colorado now. I really started upstate New York. People are pretty healthy in this area here. 
I hear. <laughs> it's a thing. Um, so when I first started, you know, in upstate New York with my degree and then and then opened a gym, you know, mm -hmm. sold it to one of my trainers, moved to Dallas, did the same thing, opened a gym, sold it, you know, moved to Colorado. Here, you know, it's something that, you know, I kind of almost took the systems for granted. But when I first started here, you know, five years ago, I was working as a general manager for the, the boutique fitness center that I'm at now. Mm -hmm. uh, and the owner just did not have any systems in place. And, and nobody under really understood what we were doing. And people would come in and get sticker shock at some of the prices and it was ultimately it was because it didn't understand what we were doing you know as personal trainers versus going to a group class and there was right. no value in what we were giving them and all of a sudden they're just like wow that's an astronomical price oh, i can't justify this so once we systematized it it really like turned our game around mm. and 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 it really everything from the intake to the experience the client was getting was much more satisfactory and they were loving it so much more that's so cool because what that what i'm hearing is you can not change your price, mm -hmm. but build a system behind how and why that price is what it is and how and why you're going to guide the person through what happens after they pay that price mm -hmm. instead of just saying, here's a number. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, whether it's fitness or whether it's real estate, you know, I want to make sure I'm giving you so much value, you know, whether I, whether I, whether you want your handheld or whether you don't want your handheld, you know, I'm here to work for you. And at the end of the day, you're going to be like, wow, I can't believe you only charged me that. That was so much value. Mm -hmm. Right. That's well, so this is super interesting so with that being said uh, what would you say are like the minimum things that have to get done in both industries and then where do you see the opportunities to kind of over deliver and excel because it sounds like a person could totally skate by doing the bare minimum as a trainer and still do well or the bare minimum as a real estate agent and do well but it sounds like you figured out there's mm -hmm. an opportunity to like over deliver in very specific areas Absolutely. So, you know, we can start with fitness first, you know, in, in a fitness industry, you know, we all do the same thing. We all do push, pull, hinge, squat, twist up and down. You know, we, we all, we all bench, we all squat, you know, we all curl, you know, these are all the same things, but ultimately it's, it's something that it really, you know, changes the game once you start to understand what the client's goals are. Mm -hmm. And you can not only prove to them on paper, but they can see the results in themselves. And they have that aha moment of, oh my God, I really did achieve my goals. This is working. Yeah, this is working. You know, <laughs> and then it's the same thing in real estate. You know, when we when I first sit down, whether it's a buyer or a seller, you know, and I go through the whole process, you know, whether if it's a buyer, you know, I make sure you see what we call the funnel system so you don't miss anything and you don't overpay. You know. On the other side, on the sales side, we make sure that you're going to be marketed correctly and everything is going to be staged correctly so that we can get the top dollar for your home. Love it. So as far as real estate, there's something that we need to talk about. Everybody's freaking out now in the residential market, right? About, mm -hmm. okay, we hit the ceiling, what's going mm -hmm. on? I mean, what, so can you tell us how you're responding that with your clients? You know, you know, I do I do a lot of open houses. I see a lot of the general public come through, you know, and, and these price points in Colorado are pretty astronomical. I mean, I get people I get yeah. people saying, are we at the peak? You know, uh, should I buy now or should I wait for the crash? And it's like, OK, all right. You know, I have no crystal ball to predict the future. You know, I can't give you an accurate explanation of what the next three to five years is going to look like. But what I can do is look back at the last 30 years and and give you historical data on some of the you know the biggest crashes that we've had. And even if we talk about, you know, 2009, everything that happened with the bottom dropping out in the mortgage industry, it's something that, you know, even if you bought a home in 2007 at the height of the market, it would still be worth at least 200,000 more today. So, you know, a lot of these people come in and say, should I wait? Should I buy low? You know, sell high? It's, it's something that I want to make sure, you know, my clients understand that it's like, my first question to you is, do you have a job? 
You know, <laughs> and I don't care if your mortgage is $500 or $5,000, can you still pay the mortgage? You know, and we can get into all kinds of crazy details of economic cycles and highs huh. and lows, but it's something that if your job isn't going to be there when the market crashes, I don't care what your mortgage is, you know, make sure that you have a job and can pay your mortgage. That's my biggest advice, especially first time homebuyers. That's really funny because it, in essence, it almost seems like what you're saying is the thing that you're thinking about is relevant, but it's not the thing to think about. Mm -hmm. And I think the same thing can happen in health and wellness. A person can come in obsessing about something very, very particular, mm -hmm. but their attention might be better directed to something else getting done first before they're Right, fitness goals achieved. So to bring it back to that and give you a specific example, uh, you know, something in, in my business, you know, we niche is movement therapy and pain management. Mm -hmm. So if you come in with a rotator cuff tear, you know, and you've had two surgeries already and you keep tearing it over and over again, the first thing I'm gonna ask you to do is stop benching and stop doing pull-ups, like upper body exercise. I can't stop benching, dude. <laughs> so I, I've had everyone from doctors to therapists, you know, to lawyers come into me, and and it's really, and I'll be honest, you know, most of my clientele is women, and everyone always asks me why. It's because men are really stubborn. I'll be quite honest with you, and you they don't want to listen to me. So you know, I, I've had I've had all different kinds of men come in, you know, for six weeks at a time, be like, oh my god, my shoulder is so much better, and then a week later they come in, they're like, ah, oh, barring my shoulder, it just hurts so bad. I'm like, what did you do? I'm like, well, I ripped out. You know, good 200, 200 pounds on the bench and did 10 sets and then did, you know, 30 pull-ups and it was amazing. I told and, PR earlier. It's, and it's like, oh, Great, God, you can't damn put your hands it. And it's like, oh, okay, all right. You know, back <laughs> to square one. You know, we helped you. We answered, you know, but you, I, I understand you want to get back to fitness, but if you just follow the process, we'll get to exactly where you want to be. Yeah, so it sounds like patience and humility are sort of important. If you're trying to make these kinds of decisions, either for your health or for your, your, your housing, Absolutely. You know, I highly recommend, uh, you know, listening to us experts. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, so in both industries, because I think, you know, fitness and health and wellness and real estate are both industries where a lot of innovation, a lot of disruption is always taking place. What are things that you're seeing either disruptive ideas, new ideas, concepts, innovations? What, what are you seeing kind of on the horizon in both of those spaces? Right, right. Well, you know, this disruption word is kind of becoming, you know, a hot topic a lot lately. And, you know, it's interesting to, you know, look at, you know, exactly what that is first and say, you know, it's almost the difference between, you know, what the clientele expects and where the industry is at. You know, it's that gap in between. And and so what we're seeing is, you know, because we're in the service industry, we're, we're having a lot of um, new technology being thrown at it. And, and sometimes you can think of that as a wave, you know, coming in. We have this wave of technology coming in. And, you know, in, in both industries, you can either be swept away with it or ride it all the way to the end, you know. So I like being at the forefront of this technology because a lot of it helps my clients, you know, whether it's from whether it's, uh, you know, uh, digital contract signatures or whether it's, you know, online social media content, getting them my clients to know me before they even pick up the phone. You know, there's a lot of things in this industry that are going to be changing rapidly. But do I ultimately think that there's anything that's going to go away with the realtor? No, because we still have to use these tools to help our clients. Like the tools aren't going to use themselves. That's a really good answer. I like that. Well, so given kind of how much you're seeing in both spaces, you know, 
what are some of the best investments that you've made for yourself in real estate and fitness, monetary or otherwise? Uh, you know, I like to invest in my education a lot. You know, I think that has definitely uh, really changed the game for me because, you know, and, and when I say education, I don't just mean in one area. I like looking at a broad spectrum. So, you know, everything from top of the line realtors to top of the line investors, you know, everything from watching that wonderful show, Million Dollar Listing New York and LA, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of fun they have on those screens. And I really think there's a lot that, you know, you know, realtors and even even uh, home buyers can really take away from that. And, and if you're listing your house, you know, you can watch that and get more education on these, uh, you know, simple topics that a lot of us understand as common sense. But like, if you don't know, you know, what escrow is, or you don't know, you know, how to invest properly, or what, you know, the difference between, you know, like you're your, you know, initially buying it, and then maybe what your exit plan is afterwards, like, is this going to be your forever home, you know, speak to an expert, you know, like, make sure that you can sit down and understand these, because I feel like if you can't explain it to someone, you don't know it very well, and you may be really confusing yourself and making a bad investment. So yeah, I would say education is the first thing, you know, just making sure, you know, I've done uh, just a couple flips in my day, looking to getting more multifamily units, but ultimately like I will forever be educating myself and trying to learn more about the market so I can stay up with the current trends. Love that. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that that's a large part of why we wanted you on, on the show because we have a soft spot for people that are just shamelessly curious because I, I found most of the things that you could learn are seemingly unnecessary because they don't impact your life in that second. Mm -hmm. But I found that sometimes you you can't know how what you learn will benefit you until six months later. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a cool serendipitous thing that had happened. Yeah. And there's uh, there's two things that I was in my life by. There's two things you can never be over. You can never be overdressed and you can never be overeducated. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, man, that's good. That's really good. Well, and and one more thing that I think is, is cool about what you're saying is it's important to recognize what you know, but it sounds like it's also just as important to recognize where your knowledge stops. Mm -hmm. And then furthermore, if you know where your knowledge stops and you know where someone else's knowledge picks up or yours leaves off, mm -hmm. you know how to start to build these strategic relationships with Absolutely. the right experts. You know, th this is a relationship business. And, and here I am, a residential real estate agent sitting across from a commercial real estate agent. You know, oh I know, God. right? Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it's craziness. But, you know, I would never claim to know as much as Charlie knows about the commercial industry. You know, it's something that I would come to him for advice and ask him questions about the market. You know, especially if I had a client, I would definitely defer my expertise to a commercial expert because that's not my expertise. Yeah. Well, so just to piggyback off of that, because I think that's actually a really important point and it's, it's a very specific topic. I would venture a guess that there's probably two people in the state of Colorado that have adversarial views of residential commercial if they're on the opposite end. Mm -hmm. So for someone who kind of views a residential agent if they're in commercial or vice versa as an adversary or someone that they shouldn't be sharing business with, you know, what would you say to that person? Because it sounds like there's something important to you about Having that you know, it just really comes back to that relationships word, you know, relationship word. And, it, and it's something that, you know, do you want a good relationship or do you want a bad relationship? And at the end of the day, I want a good relationship with everyone, you know, whether whether it is commercial or whether it is residential, you know, you're not sitting on the other side of the table for me. We're working as a team, you know, to put this deal together. You know, it's something I do for my buyers all the time. I would never submit like a cold offer to the realtor and just slip them an email and say, here it is. You know, I always want to call them first, mm -hmm. introduce myself, establish that fun. You know, we really want to do this deal together to make the transaction easy for all parties, you know, because especially from the beginning, as you get to things like inspection and appraisal, stuff is going to come up, you mm -hmm. know, so you want to make sure it's not just like, hey, we want you to fix that roof. You know, it's like, hey, man, all right, the inspection came back. Roof's not so hot. What can we do about this? Because we're not trying to fight each other. We're trying right. to make sure the client is first. Well, mm -hmm. and, and 
this is sort of a buzzword right now, but you know, the thing that's being screamed at me when you're talking is emotional intelligence. You oh know, yeah, it, absolutely. It, I, I feel like the days of, you know, the clinical hard bargainer, rough type A person is sort of going by the wayside because while that works, it's, it's not sustainable because at some point people will want to stop dealing with you because you're a pain in the ass. Right. And it sounds like if you're actually nice and mm -hmm. you want to build a relationship first, it'll make navigating any difficulties a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and even when it comes to commercial, you know, I think a lot of, uh, you know, either on both sides of the fence, you know, it's, it's something that ego gets in the way and it's like, well, I have a license and I could sell that myself. And it's like, no, 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 of course you could sell it yourself. But again, are you advocating for yourself? Or are you advocating for your client? And I always want to put my clients first to make sure their needs are met. And if I don't have the expertise, you know, to get the job done, I have no problem deferring to someone who does. Because it'll help get the Cause deal, it'll help, deal done. Yeah. And it'll help the client get the best outcome. Right. I love that. And this is a, like a new concept in commercial. As I've, as I've experienced that cooperating just amongst commercial brokers mm -hmm. is almost not a uh, not as commonplace as is in the residential world, where you mm -hmm. know there's a co-broker and you know you're going to work together on a deal, uh, where commercial is not that way at all. You know, it's been a wake-up call for me that, you know, these brokers don't want to share anything. Yeah. They just think they can find the buyer or tenant themselves. And it really sets a bad taste for both parties. Um, yeah. It's certainly not the way to do business. And I think uh, working with residential brokers on deals is great because it really builds that partnership relationship. Absolutely. Too. Well, and no client that I can think of would want to be part of like animosity within a relationship between two professionals. Yes, absolutely. No, 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 not at all. Because neither one of us are working for a client at that point and we're right. just in an ego battle. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Well, so, you know, there's gotta be a couple people out there that are, you know, evaluating, you know, getting into the fitness industry, maybe getting into real estate, transitioning from one industry to the other. Mm -hmm. uh, what sort of, uh, you know, advice, recommendations, considerations, uh, would you make for that person? And what would you tell them to 100% avoid doing? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I mean, you know, looking back at, you know, when I first started in the industry, it was something that, you know, it was really big on taking the license and make sure you, you know, take the online classes and get the license. You know, it, it's really not so much about the license because it'll ultimately teach you the terminology, it'll teach you the lingo, but it really won't teach you how to be a personal trainer or a, um, or a, real, a real estate agent. It's something that, you know, you, you know, from a personal trainer side, you know, I think it's the same thing in real estate, maybe intern or someone, you know, for the first six months I was in the industry, I worked as a lady's assistant and we just cranked out deals. And it was something that, you know, it really opened my eyes to, you know, the volume, not only the potential, but how to juggle all these balls at the same time while still advocating for your client and making sure they're getting the best, you know, that, that they, they came to get, you know. So it's something that I, I invest in your, invest in the education and invest in your, it, I don't want to put this like uh, like do a lot of interviews, you know, like go out there and, and, you know, go see Keller Williams, go sit down with the managing broker, you know, go to Caldwell, go to all the um, different brokerages that you can to really find where you fit in the market, because there's a lot of different ways that this this pie can be cut, so to speak. You know, right. there's you can be your own individual agent. You can work for a team. You can work for someone's assistant. So make sure you understand it all and find out what's best for you and what you vibe with. Love that. So, yeah, it sounds like, you know. Don't be afraid to put yourself in a situation where you are exposing what you don't know, but someone's mm -hmm. there to help you. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, this is a relationship game. And the more relationships that you can make, the more opportunities that you'll have to work better for your clients. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, sort of in a similar vein, uh, what I, I love this question. What, what terrible advice or suggestions do you see 
people giving as trainers or as you know, real estate professionals? Well, I'll start with the, the fitness industry because that that's, is really the easiest one. And like we <laughs> talked about in the beginning, I think it's too many trainers push their workout programs on their clients. You know, and it's something that they're not listening, they're not understanding what the client even wanted or why they came in, and they're just like, oh, here's you know, 200 pounds. Everybody wants to, everyone's athletic performance. You know, and that's why I've niched myself in my industry to say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah we all do athletic performance, but I want to make sure you're moving well first mm-hmm. before I put you under load or make you do anything fast for time. Because if you've already injured yourself, you're immediately at a higher risk to re-injure yourself. So I think a lot of trainers just like push through and like whether it's these fad fitness styles, I'm not gonna name any, um, <laughs> but like we're just gonna work hard and it's the hit training and the high intensity. And it's like, don't get me wrong, you know, in my, my style, it, I, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's something that like, yes, we're gonna work hard. Yes, we're gonna, yes, we're gonna sweat, but we're gonna make sure that you're gonna do it, that not only we're gonna achieve your results, but I also have a big, 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 big emphasis on sustainability because not only yes. do I want you to be strong now but i want you to be stronger when you're 80 and 90. right and that's a really big big thing for me in my gym and the same thing in the real estate industry i feel as though too many agents are just pushing their clients you know to get the deal done and it's like now i'll shop with you as long as you need but i want to make sure you know that i am working for you and not just trying to get you to make a decision so i can move on the next client right well Mm -hmm. and one thing that i've loved about the fitness industry as an analogy for life is if you move or push yourself too hard in any area with too many compensations that you don't know about, it's going to bite you in the ass. Oh, it might yeah. not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It right. might be in 10 years. But right. By that point, the effect is so far disconnected from the cause. You won't even know how you put yourself in the situation that you're in, either with an injury or with a bad, you know, mm-hmm. purchasing decision. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the same in the real estate industry too. Like if we don't go through and do your inspection and make sure you're aware of all these things and you know, like you could have a we love it. We'll take the house. Yeah, exactly. Like you you might not know some of the, the smaller underlying problems that you might have to deal with as a first time home buyer. You right. know, and it's something that maybe we could have had a better conversation to make sure that you understood all of this before walking into a situation so you don't have buyer's regret or buyer's remorse. Yeah. Well, this is great. So in, in terms of you know, a person that is interested in learning more about you, your ventures, how you help people either with fitness or real estate, how would you recommend that person get in touch with you? You know, I have a lot of social media outlets. You know, I have an Instagram, I've got the Facebook, you know, the website, you know, but also you can just call me directly, 720-788-0191. You know, that's it. Call me, text me. I'm, I'm a real person. You know, I want to have a conversation with you. And that's why I try to put out a lot in my social media outlets is so you get a chance to see me and my personality. It's why I do these podcasts because same thing in the fitness industry, the hardest thing to do for a client is to walk through the door, you know, and I want to make sure you know me and you can even trust me before we even have that conversation. I'm a friendly approachable person text me <laughs> you know that. well and and the one thing that i'll add to and and you you're hitting the nail on the head beautifully is there's a, a simple power in a direct in-person or phone conversation absolutely and i think it's yeah. amazing to see that that's becoming more popular because you know we all have seen the teenage boy or girl who's glued to their phone can't maintain eye contact can't have a conversation to save their lives mm-hmm. uh, there's other benefits and skills that they have that i know that i don't because they're very very uh, skilled at technology, but it's it's cool to hear that you're placing a lot of emphasis on, hey man, let's just have a conversation. Yeah. Let's just get to know each other. Absolutely. Everything else will take care of itself. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a real person, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not some like, you know, hierarchy of, you know, like I'm a top tier. If you can't talk to me and like, oh, I'm not ready to talk to an agent yet. No, reach out. I, you I answer questions. Seven of my let's, first. I know exactly. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have a team behind me that does all my social media accounts, but I'm here to go have coffee with you. 
call me up. Let's go for lunch. I'll, I'll, I'll buy a, you know, a lark burger or something. Let's go out. Like, <laughs> uh, actually, I prefer park burger. I don't even want to say lark burger. But you know, let's go out. Let me show you the neighborhoods. You know, let's have a real conversation about your life and how I can help you. You know, show you value in your real estate endeavors. Love that. Well, Barney, this is this is really good. I, I think there's some folks that are going to really enjoy hearing how you've you know, made the transition, how you're balancing both. Uh, and you had some, some great insights to share. So I really appreciate you. Being awesome. Well, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it.